politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. They cannot just go kill a bunch of people, destroy cities, kill women and children, and then go back and have business as usual. Indiana Representative Victoria Spartz, the first Ukrainian-American elected to Congress, as the House voted overwhelmingly to revoke Russia's trade status with the United States. It's the latest effort by lawmakers to punish Vladimir Putin for the incessant bombing of Ukraine. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the situation in Ukraine has contributed to a bipartisan moment on Capitol Hill, though there's far from complete support for President Biden's response to the conflict. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky included a message directly to President Biden as members of Congress gathered for a virtual address at the Capitol that was beamed to Washington from Kyiv. As the leader of my nation, I am addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Nebraska Republican Senator Ben Sass is among those who's been pushing for the U.S. to do all it can to get military supplies to the Ukrainian president. Zelensky needs to win. The Ukrainian freedom fighters need to win. We don't need them just to lose more slowly. We need them to win. And to win, they need to kill Russians. And to kill Russians, they need more weapons. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer sharply criticized Putin before the House voted 424 to 8 to suspend Russia's most favored nation trade status, along with that of Belarus. We've seen his forces target civilian areas, bomb hospitals, and disappear Ukrainian elected officials in areas they occupy. The murderer of Moscow determined that he wanted to see the Russian empire restored. Not because Russia was threatened, but because it would serve his ego and concept of empire. Russian state television broadcast the comments of North Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthorn after the Republican lawmaker called Ukrainian President Zelensky a thug. Cawthorn's comment was blasted by other lawmakers, including fellow members of the GOP. And the House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, said on Friday he had spoken with Cawthorn. Madison is wrong. If there's any thug in this world, it's Putin. You just watched Putin directing Russia bomb a maternity ward. We watched yesterday in a theater that's identified in the front and the back from the air that you're housing children. Bomb. This is atrocious. This is wrong. This is the aggressor. This is the one that needs to end this war. This is the one that everybody should unite against. President Biden has now signed into law the legislation that includes more than $13 billion Congress approved in aid for Ukraine. I spoke about the latest developments and efforts to get Ukraine more military equipment with a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine. The sad thing is we haven't yet done things that are stopping Putin. What we have to do is continue the pressure, make sure that we stay in lockstep with our allies because that makes the pressure much more intense, and then surged military aid to Ukraine, the, about 13 billion, half for military, half for humanitarian. And that military aid is sizable, and it's, and it's not only a dramatic increase in the quantity of aid, but also in the lethality of the aid that we're providing. 
Many Republicans, as well as Democrats, have pushed hard for the Biden administration to get MiG fighter jets to Ukraine through Poland, a NATO member. Senator Kane says he's personally open to the idea, even though it hasn't gotten traction at the White House. Vladimir Putin knows that Western nations are surging weapons into Ukraine. I mean, the U.S. is sending, you know, anti-tank missiles and air defense systems and other kinds of lethal aid. I don't think there's like a bright line where you can send all these platforms, but boy, if you send one aircraft, that's just a bridge too far. I don't think Putin thinks that way, and I don't think the evidence would suggest that he does. Now, what is important, though, is having U.S. troops involved even in air operations or NATO troops involved even in air operations is probably not a good idea. And so what we, what we have to do is provide Ukraine with the assets, including air assets, that they can use right now to defend themselves. There are air assets that the United States have that it would sound like, wow, the U.S. is sending F-16s or something. But if the Ukrainian Defense Force can't fly them and can't use them because they haven't trained on them, it's not going to help. Even the MiGs from Poland, Ukrainian aviation specialists have trained on MiGs. But some of the weapon systems that we're providing in Ukraine to use right now don't necessarily match up with those Polish MiGs. And so we've got to get them the military aid that they can use right now, right now. And I don't have a bright line about the kind of aid. I think the bright line that the president has set and that I understand and accept is who is carrying out the defensive activity. That should be Ukrainians. But, you know, when you see nations like Germany, which does not send weapons in war zones, or Sweden and Finland, who are not NATO allies, when you see them willing to provide military support for Ukraine, uh, that is a very strong message that the world's democracies have gotten the message that we need to band together against Putin and against tyranny more generally. And the president, as you know, announced another 800 million, including drones. So yep. you think it's necessary to just keep the stream of these military supplies coming? We do. And these are, you know, look, these armed drones have been, uh, you know, anybody paying attention to U.S. military operations in the Middle East know how lethal they can be and how helpful they can be to somebody trying to defend. Drones have already been used pretty successfully by the Ukrainian Defense Forces particularly against tank and ground operations. And so, you know, the scale of these atrocities are truly horrific, but the Ukrainian resolve to fight is is also deeply impressive. And we want to make sure that we are, together with other nations, giving them the tools they need. And speaking of which, the president will go to Brussels. What are your hopes there? And, and what is your response to Republicans who say, that the president has been, quote unquote, leading from behind, that Congress has in some ways led the way in connection with Ukraine. You know, it's interesting. I hear my Republican colleagues give those speeches on the floor and then they conveniently omit a whole lot of facts. You know, they say, for example, oh, in Germany canceled the pipeline and President Biden didn't have anything to do with it. Are you kidding? They all know that's a lie. Germany didn't want to cancel that Nord Stream pipeline, not at all. And they weren't going to do it. But Biden and Secretary Blinken and others we're able to have very direct conversations with them and say, we understand this is important to you. You need this source of energy. If you're canceling coal and you're canceling nukes, we get it, you need natural gas. But you would agree with us, wouldn't you, that if Russia invades Ukraine, you gotta cancel that pipeline. And so we, they, they did make that agreement. The German chancellor would not publicly say that in advance of the invasion, but as soon as the invasion happened, that 
pipeline got turned off. That's U.S. diplomacy. Biden leading from behind. Now, what Biden's doing is assembling the global coalition. If we went out and announced U.S. sanctions without any of Europe on board, they wouldn't have much effect. And, and frankly, us just doing it on our own would convince Europe, oh, I guess it's just like the Trump era. The U.S. just does it on their own. They don't even consult with us. These are so much more powerful. Look what's happening to the ruble devaluation. Russian stock market closed. Russian interest rates going up. Russian citizens making runs on ATMs and banks to get their money. This is because of the coordinated effort. So I get it. Some of my colleagues, they're not that into diplomacy. They don't really believe alliances matter. Trump, you know, always demeaned NATO and said it was irrelevant. I think what the world is learning in this chapter, and it's both the democracies learning it, but also Putin is learning it. Xi Jinping is learning it. They're learning that our ability to act in alliance with other nations is very, very strong. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.